Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 386. This is your guide to the geek side. And before we move on, I will tell you that you can check out all our podcasts um, that we have in our network uh, feed. It's out there on our website. So instead of getting one, you can get them all, all ranging from geek media, Star Wars, Star Trek, and video games. And also go to YouTube, just look for Secret Friends Unite, and you'll find all our video content there. Please subscribe and leave us a comment. The need for a feed. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I am Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. Purple Rain. Yes, what's going on? Happy Sunday. It's so grim here. It's hot and rainy, man. The the the, the town almost washed away last night so much flash flooding. It's, it's weird. Good thing global warming is a myth. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, this is going to be a little bit longer than news this episode because San Diego Comic-Con is almost wrapped up today and you'll be listening to this on Friday when all of it's kind of been summarized, absorbed, but we are here to break it down in a couple of different areas. So we're very excited about that because it's been a couple of years since we've had a really, really big event. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, Charlie, we're going to check out a comic book, which is almost as big and that's action comics number 386. And the title is the home for old superheroes and essentially Superman, Green Lantern, and a few others <laughs> are basically just, hanging out at the old folks' home. I'm I'm even just trying to read the word bubbles because I don't I know I have to zoom in on this, but yeah, are they? What are they, I mean? I can't really tell. Yeah, there we go. I yeah, will, what, yeah, I was called Electro Man. I can still give off a bolt. I was Adam King, mightiest man in my world. I was the last Green Lantern. I was sent here when I grew too old to fight crime. And I was Superman on the planet Earth. But like the rest of you, I've outlived my usefulness. No one wants me around anymore. No, <laughs> oh, it's it's cold and there's wolves chasing me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yes. that, that's what it is. What's amazing is Superman is old, but he's still ripped. Look at oh, him. yeah. He can still count he's his a little, He's a little stringy. He's a little stringy, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So, well, that's what you get when you eat liver and onions. Speaking of eating liver and onions, I think that's probably a favorite of our favorite news correspondent, our number one gal pal. That would be Madam Webb down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. She's got a lot of her work cut out for her this week. So let's get on over there and get the latest news, reviews, and Scooby-Doo's with Madam Webb. Let's go. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Unfortunately, Charlie, Madam Webb got the wrong memo. When she saw SDCC, she headed to South Dakota Comic Con. Oh, which man. What was that happening like? this week? We all know South Dakota Comic Con happens the week of August 5th. So she was there hanging oh, out sh- with the bikers out at the uh, Black Hills. So there oh you go. Oh my gosh, not, not not anything very genre related out there. Maybe you'll get the black lung, I don't know. Doesn't sound like, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sound like a good time to me. Oh my goodness, so yeah, San Diego, full swing. We haven't had a whole show since 2019. 20, 2019, right? Okay, right. so yeah, three years gone by, I guess it's in 2020 or whatever it is, but uh, yeah, so we got a lot. So where, where do we even get started? 
Well, you know, the big, the big, who had the biggest showing was Marvel. They showed up mm-hmm. in two really distinct panels. Well, three, if you count the comics, mm-hmm. uh, but they showed up at Hall H for all their movie content and TV content. They had an animation panel and they also had a comic book panel as well. So we'll start with Hall H cause it's the big show. This is where all the big news happens. Charlie, you and I were talking about like, what are they going to do? Yeah, we're right. going to talk at the, in the Thunderdome, kind of like the future of the MCU. And maybe we've already had a couple of questions answered, but man, oh man, we'll just go through the, the list from Gizmodo. Uh, they've got a nice little slideshow about what happened. So yes. we'll tag team on this, Charlie. So tag slide team. one tells us what's going to be revealed. They had this big poster or the projector on the screen to show us what's going to happen. And we now know that, uh, essentially, Phase Four will wrap up with the Black Panther, uh, you know, Wakanda Forever, and right. they they walked us through kind of what's next after that for Phase Five: Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Secret Invasion, which is coming spring twenty twenty three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, May twenty twenty three, Loki Season Two, Summer twenty twenty three, Echo, Summer twenty twenty three, Marvels, July twenty eighth twenty twenty three in theaters, uh, Blade, November. 3rd, 2023, in theaters. Ironheart, fall 2023, Disney Plus. Agatha, cousin, Coven of Chaos, which is going to be Agatha, cousin, Agatha Cousins. Cousin like of it. Chaos, yes. yes she's, uh, <laughs> Captain America, New World Order, May 3rd, 2024, in theaters. Daredevil, Born Again, in an 18-part series, which is crazy. Spring 2024, and that's on Disney Plus. And Thunderbolts, July 26th. 2024. Todd, you must you must love that Daredevil, something you already weren't crazy about, is now going to be even longer. (laughs) I mean, I mean, and it's going to be really interesting. How do they pull that off? Are they going to reference the things from the Netflix series? Are they going to continue it? Are they, you know, uh, the series called Born Again, which hopefully it's not a reboot. Hopefully it's not like we're going to walk through, you know, him and the Kingpin again. I mean, right. Well, I mean, you have to you have to imagine with all this layering that there would be something interrelated because it's an interstitial between a film and another film. So does that mean it's going on at the same time as the film? That's a tough one because even remember back in the dark days when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on, that happened at the same time as Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And then they had to real quick, and it was close to the end of the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they had to then integrate the the plot line of the film into the series, which totally changed the direction of the series. Um, kind of midstream, but then, you, you know, you had to count on people seeing the movie, which really was not an issue. You know, I mean, if somebody is watching Daredevil Born Again on Disney+, Plus, they've seen the new Captain America film. They're going to see the Thunderbolt. So people are, people are engaged in the process. But as you said, time and again, this just gets deeper and murkier and more layered, and there's just more stuff to that's, it. That's yeah, 12 things plus... Yeah. The two other things we already talked about, plus Groot, that's like twelve things in the in, next a, in, eight, in eighteen months two in an years. eighteen month span, yeah. Because it goes, yeah, wow. Feb Feb twenty three to July of uh, twenty. That's not even eighteen months, seventeen months, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And if people were already burned out on Marvel, I'm sure they'll yeah. complain that they're even more burnt out. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's absolutely coming. So uh, this is kind of you know get get the gravy pipe get the gravy pipe Abigail May uh, here it comes. Uh, second up, we've got uh, this, and this is one that's uh, exciting to me uh, in April because we're fans, and then you and John and I were talking about it. You and I are both interested. John, not so much, which is totally cool. There's content for everybody. We're talking about Tatiana. Maslani as She-Hulk, attorney at law, uh, which we will be getting in less than a month. We're getting it on, I think, the 18th of August. Uh, and um, this says right here in this headline, this will reintroduce 
uh, Daredevil's uh, Charlie Cox, but I thought we got him in Spider-Man No Way Home. So different character? Uh, well, he's going to be officially Daredevil in this okay. versus he was just oh, Matt Murdock showing up. Okay. Yeah. There you go. The Yes, the alter alter yeah. ego. So, um, yeah. well, cool. All right. Yeah, no, I'm fired yeah, up about the that. The trailer so. was great. The trailer was great. Yeah. It, it, Ali McBeal with punching. Uh, I think some people don't really love the the Marvel stuff that's not like world ending or or, right. or, or smaller scope. And this is definitely right. a smaller scope, and I love it. It's it's going to be great. I can't wait. And the CG does look better, so I think right. they've had time to tweak it up. To tweak it up. So what's next? Yes, uh, next adventure of uh, Marvel's size-changing heroes is coming, uh, and it's officially revealed in Ant Man Quantumania that we are getting. Not only Kang the Conqueror, but also Modok will be, you know, the leader of AIM in this, which we did not know. The last time we saw Modok, he was like uh, <laughs> that animated show right. that we enjoyed, but nobody else had. I know. Poor Patton. It makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, twenty uh, February 17th, 2023. Wow. Uh, I, I always think this one's further out. So... Uh, this is, this is kind of when we talk about, we'll talk about, you know, where Marvel's going, but this is once again, it's bringing in, it's letting other characters develop more of the ongoing plots. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and then Cassie, uh, the daughter will actually, we we see her in a suit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, She's, uh, she's grown because, um, oops, I dropped out for a second. Uh, the, the blink. Yeah. Oh, yep. No, sorry. I bumped, I bumped my. I bumped my own microphone. Yeah, so she, yeah, she didn't get blinked, and so she aged. So she's a teenager now, so that kind of fits. She's not, you know, the five year old in a suit. That would be bad. That's child endangerment. Yeah. That's kind of a thumbs down. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, no, no, that's cool. So next up, uh, boy, you realize that it has now been five years since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, so it'll be six years when we get this. Uh, basically, summer of next year, so a little, little over a year from now. Um, is the hunger still there after the five minutes? of them that we got in in Thor Love and Thunder. I think so. Groot has, you know, his animated program coming out next month, I think, which we'll probably talk about in a minute here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Guardians were a phenom back then, embroiled in some controversy because of, you know, James Gunn and Disney canceling and uncanceling him. So yeah, I'm wondering um, really how this is going to shake out. You know, I they're bringing in an actor whose name I both can't pronounce and I don't know who it is. Jacuiti be- Uji, who was, I believe, Charlie, he was the director in um, Peacemaker. The director in Peacemaker. Remember the guy that was leading the team? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. when you say the director, I'm like, why would I know him if he directed episodes of Peacemaker? No, no, like the, the leader of the team, yeah, who yeah, was so an we, alien. Yeah, Yeah. so we've got him as the high evolutionary. you got Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, who, uh, as it was kind of set up at the end of uh, Guardians 2, is going to kind of probably be an enemy turned friend right quick because Adam Warlock yeah. was part of Cosmic Marvel back in the day. He's a game changer. Yeah, yeah I, he's pretty I guess. I guess, but yes, this uh, the big news that the phone will focus a lot on uh, Rocket Raccoon's tragic origin story. We know that he came from a lab, and uh, he was genetic experimentation, and that's why he is so grumpy. Um, so anyway, of course, looking forward to this exciting stuff. Yes. Uh, then we kind of I did you you shared this, and I didn't see it earlier because it was kind of like a side story. Uh, but Kevin Feige has basically said. Phase five, everything we talked about is phase five. Phase six really is introduced with Fantastic Four coming Ooh. in. Uh, did they give a date? 2025? Uh, yes. No, yeah. 2024? Uh, oh, 2024. Uh, 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Avengers or blah, 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 Fantastic Four kicks off, and then Kang Dynasty. Avengers Kang Dynasty May of 2025. Avengers, Avengers Secret Wars November of 2025. And they're calling this the officially. It's the end of the multiverse saga uh, coming, and then it will end November 7th, 2025. We don't know who's directing, uh, but right. the Russos will definitely not, apparently. Right, yes, exactly. And actually, I do have, I added in that I did watch the new Russo Brothers Netflix program uh, just last night, so I will program. have chat about it. Well, yeah, it feels like a program if it's on Netflix, you know what I mean? Movies, programs, show, whatever. Oh my my stories, like the old lady says when she's talking about her soap yes, operas. my stories. Well, that's what, that's what the Marvel stuff is to us. It's our stories. It's the, yes, it's yes. the tale of our lives. So anyway, I have been waiting to see the Fantastic Four done correctly since Roger Corman in 1994 <laughs> through the early 2000s with what's his bud and Galactus is a big scary space cloud and the thing in 2015 that I saw so that you didn't have to see it. You're welcome. Yeah, that's still in my uh, <laughs> your no shame pile your, of honor. <laughs> your, your no fly list. <laughs> my pile of honor. It's like oh, a pile. Yes, a pile of honor. It is. Yes, yes. Pile right. of flames. Yes. The, the, uh, the, the outhouse pile of honor. Yes. Yeah. And then next, you know, we got a trailer and this is probably a little longer uh, to discuss, but basically Black Panther Wakanda Ooh. Forever got its trailer, Charlie. We were talking about like, they've got to show something. This is coming November. Right. Lordy, did they do that? Oh my goodness. I had to watch it again because I'm like, did, what did I miss? And what, you know, could we get anything from this? And right. um, it's interesting because we aren't being told a lot, except we are shown a lot. Right. Uh, we are seeing the Atlanteans. We see, we see Namor. We are seeing Angela Bassett uh, talking to her people and saying, I've lost all my family. I don't know what that means. Is Shuri right. gone? What happened uh, to Shuri? Yeah. Or, you know, if you remember from the first film that, uh, you know, T'Challa was briefly thought dead and then, you know, it's kind of true. the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So it would be, you know, he's, a, you see, you know, uh, a woman caressing her pregnant belly. So is that, uh, Nakia is, it was, got no, that was by. in the water. That was name. You're basically seeing, because as it was in the water, that was name or being born. Oh, there yeah. you go. I thought, I thought that was essentially a, because an, I think an, an you notice the Atlanteans are different colored. So Namor is a hybrid and right. that is part of it. So there's probably a love story between the well, father and the mother. Very similar yeah, to Aquaman. Well, the other thing I was curious about is you wonder why people were blue, and that's actually the Lemurians, not the Atlanteans. Ah, okay. So that's why I thought that should have read Atlantis I, attacks. I guess, uh, yeah, it, or in a lot of key issues of the Avengers in that time yeah. period. That's why I thought the pregnant belly. I thought maybe that's Nakia. Maybe she got pregnant with Black Panther's baby before he dies. Uh, and yeah. so the under, the underwater birth, while you could attribute that to obviously being Namor, could also just be some kind of Wakandan ritual we're not familiar with. You know, an at home birth that's actually underwater. So there you go. That's what uh, that's what we might find out. That's what we will find yeah. out because yeah, that's yeah. our next Marvel uh, event. Because we, you know, She Hulk is coming up. Do we have another Marvel program between now and the end of the year on Netflix? Um, an actual program. I use the word program. Disney Plus. Yeah. I do not believe, I believe Black Panther is the last thing, and we only have She Hulk uh, and Groot. Right. Yeah. And Groot. So that's there we it. go. Yes, yes. And, um, uh, and uh, the Guardians have a holiday special. That's true. Yeah. So it should yeah, be so there you go. lighter fair. Yeah. yeah um, lighter there's fair. one thing I noticed the, the, the white outfits the Wakandans are wearing, that may, that may um, really represent a funeral because we've mm. always seen their garb. Okay. 
And maybe that's right. how they celebrate death in a different way, because it seems like that's shown very, very much. Um, and then we know the plants, I believe, one, they were all destroyed that gave the black right. Panther the and they power, saved right? they saved one. So did they? Ha- do they have a new garden? I mean, who who is yeah. who is to say? And so, we do get an appearance of the costume at the end, which right. if it follows the comics, it could be Shuri. Yeah, that definitely makes the most sense to me. So good deal. Wow. Yeah, pretty intense stuff. So all right, moving on. Animation panel. Uh, we already talked about I Am Groot. I didn't watch the trailer. Sorry. It's Shame on short, me. Charlie. They're like five I, minute episode long. I, so it's not like a big deal. Oh, okay. It's cute. So, so they can't even have a trailer that's a minute. So, so that's cool. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that. And then I've been meaning to watch that, but now I guess I will. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Uh, Spider-Man freshman year. Char- Again, Charlie Cox is Daredevil, but I'm assuming not Tom. I almost said Tom Welling. Not Tom, not, uh, not your, your boy, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I'm assuming. Do they recast that yeah. one as well? I don't know. I mean, I would assume they get him, but I don't know his contract, what it means, and if it applies to animation or just live action, Sony's involved. Gotcha. Blah, blah, gotcha, blah. Gotcha. Who knows? Blibbity blue. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, this one's getting some interesting feedback that I don't think people are enjoying the animate like the animation style and to me oh. it kind of is a throwback to like old Marvel like cartoons, which could be really cool. I mean, they're right. bringing a lot of deep bench characters for this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the lineup, Charlie, of villains. It's Doc Ock. Um, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, so it, it should be entertaining. Um, and it's in high school, and mm-hmm. Charlie Cox is also going to be in this as well as Daredevil. Um, I don't know. This could be fairly interesting. It could be good. I don't know. Marvel hasn't done gone deep into animation yet, but we're right. getting there. Right, exactly. And speaking of, uh, what if uh, coming back with a season two, which I don't know if we really knew that was going to be the case, but uh, also announced, uh, confirmed a season three. So now we definitely know we're getting more. Uh, We had that last summer uh, and loved Mm -hmm. it. That gave us Captain Peggy Carter, which then spun off, obviously, into multiverse of, uh, you know, an appearance in multiverse of madness. She now has a series that I bought a few issues of that I haven't read yet. (laughs) Shame on me, but I'll do that. Um, and just some super fun stuff, the introduction, introduction of the Marvel zombies and, and just a really dig, you know, a deep dive into the multiverse, which is clearly yeah. kind of everything that's going on right now. And they showed the first, um, episode of season two at the con. That's one of the things oh. I noticed on this. Yeah. We have not, I, I thought they might have the panels live. They didn't have the panel panels. Those are still locked behind doors. Then they right. release whatever they release. So there, we may get people that leak stuff that they saw, but as of right now, um, right. they are oh, clo- That's one of the perks of being there. Still getting those panels, which I, well, I hope and, they change it eventually. Like if I pay, yeah. I can get a feed or something that maybe not because. Well, and then, uh, you know, the, uh, they still haven't dropped the, uh, man, Mandalorian season three trailer and celebration was a couple of months ago at this point, wasn't it? Oh yeah. That was uh, some, there's some, yeah, there's some fuzzy versions of it out there, but it's not, yeah, it's not fully. It's not worth it. We'll see that soon. Probably. I know. Yeah. We're we're getting that, but yeah, Marvel zombies spinning out of uh, what if is now going to be its own program. It's supposed to be uh, a little bit more true to form. So it's going to be it's going to be a little grungy for a Marvel series, but you know what? That's okay. I'm sure you saw the news to to to, to dovetail off of something that's not SCC. The uproar now that Disney Plus has added Deadpool one and Deadpool two and Logan. I thought they were already on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then people people are flipping their script, and it just reminds me of when Deadpool came out in 2016, and some 
moronic woman takes her six-year-old to see R-rated Deadpool. It's a super the sign in to see game. that content. If the yeah, sign in now, so yeah, but, exactly. um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they changed that right when they brought all the Netflix stuff over. Yeah. So, I, yeah. do they did they bring in Once Upon a Deadpool? Because I always wanted to see how they pulled that off. Because I never saw it. That was Deadpool two with Fred I, Savage, I, and it was PG thirteen. Yeah, I think we we watched part of it, and it was kind of silly. I don't know if they brought it in. That's worth a check Got for it. sure. Okay, and yeah. apparently in the zombie <laughs> show, Kamala Khan and Yelena will be involved in that too. Oh, really? How yeah, interesting! And then Todd, this this last one is uh, is for you because it's the X Men. Yeah, X Men ninety seven. We got a kind of like we sh- were shown on a slide that this was happening, but mm-hmm. they did reveal some of the artwork that's coming out, and it definitely is capturing the same artwork. The team looks still very nineties, um, but one of the things they did uh, highlight was some of the cast of like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. We've got like Callisto showing up. We, we, we've got some different characters there, but, and Morpheus back because, you know, he was a big part of it and he died, even though he wasn't a Canon character, but he was kind of made Canon in, in the comics later on, uh, which was interesting, but he looked completely different. Um, but they did show Magneto is going to be the leader of this, Charlie, and he's wearing the very weird, like, I issue know. number 200 issue comic. 200. With the big, the, it's like sleeveless and purple and the, and the yeah, big M. Big M, big M. So he really, either it's mutants or he really loves himself and it's a big M. So big M. I like it. All right. I I slotted in something here because you're, you're giving Star Trek the shoulder, but we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, Oh, okay. I'll take it now. So yeah, Star Trek very briefly. And I just recorded with Peter a couple of hours ago where we did a deep dive into this. So you, if you're a fan of our code 47 show, you've already listened, but we got three big things there. We got uh, both character portraits and a sizzle reel of the final season of Star Trek Picard, which I believe we will get next February, Historical Truth. All of the updated uh, characters, except for Data, who's dead, uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation are returning for a proper send-off as opposed to the send-off they got in Star Trek Nemesis, which we're not going to talk about back in 2002. Looks pretty exciting. Listen to Code 47 for full coverage. We also got Lower Decks Season 3 proper trailer. We've had some teasers here and there. We know we're getting the show on August 25, which is just a month from now. Uh, looks very irreverent. It's got very much a Star Trek 3 vibe to it. Uh, you know, capturing the Cerritos to go off on a crazy mission, Mariner and Boimler. And it's a lot of fun stuff in there. Uh, and then finally, this was totally nuts. And Peter and I were going back and forth about it, how this will be done. Uh, we're going to have in Season 2 of Strange New Worlds, which is uh, season one just wrapped a few weeks ago a lower decks and a strange new world crossover episode so my question then becomes are we going to get a roger rabbit slash cool world vibe where it's part animation and part uh live action or are we going to have a supernatural scooby-doo vibe where everybody's animated i can't wait to find out because it, w- it wasn't really made clear it's not even yeah it's not the same timeline so i i you know yeah, is exactly. it like they're a weird space anomaly charlie because you know that yeah, solves all the problems you know it, it could or a weird fever dream or a vision or something but anyway i mean it, it's a who knows if it's a gag that could be an entire episode it might just be a scene exactly or and the yeah, character and, and if you did it live action the characters don't look the same so it might feel yeah weird. Clo- yeah well clo- yeah. Clo- close but no banana the char- the animated exactly. characters have a semblance of the actors but of course yeah. it's not the same so anyway yeah. that's star trek for you well, I hope Picard has better writers. That's all. I'll say. God, yeah, that was, and that was the thing. That was the the main 
thing that, that Peter and I discussed as well is that uh, season two of Picard was extremely lacking. Uh, they had 10 episodes and still packed it with a lot of filler. It was bad. Uh, so we're hoping that they send the kind of send the old gal off in a good way. So we will find out, as I said, I feel like February of next year. Yeah. And, and Rios, I really liked him as a character and he's essentially now being a dad. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. So they, yeah. So returning characters for Picard are only Rafi and Seven. The other, the other yeah. ones are not. Not there are a couple anymore. now, which I, that's it, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so, yeah. They're and, and they're a very typical couple. There, you know. Yeah. Uh, in, in Star Trek, yeah. there's. I mean, there's only been a few like couples who are actively like going out and doing things, right? Typically, if you're. I don't know, data or sorry, not data, but you know, uh, you know, Worf and uh, Diana. Dax. Uh, yeah, yeah. Worf so and then there's Riker and Troy. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it can work. It can work. Okay. They can work and, you know, try to get along. And that's the funny thing. They have little spats as go. they do things. Yes. Um, right, right. Yeah. Then we, then we get into DC. Um, DC was a little more quiet, but you know, they come together as Warner brothers media under discovery. So they're kind of bringing other properties, animation, movies, things like that. Also like Sandman, which, is going to be on Netflix. So it's all over the place. Um, but we did get the trailer for the Shazam Fury of the Gods. And I am excited for this one. I think Shazam was such a fun, uh, I loved it. Loved it. bright spot. And I think this one is going to continue. And this time the enemies are essentially, you know, We've got it's <laughs> Helen the, Mirren. It's and the Lucy fury Lira. of hell. The fury of Helen. Yeah, I couldn't really place. I'm like, who's that other woman? But yeah, Helen Mirren. Oh my God! Anything she wants to do, she is. She has been a beauty on screen for 50 years. I don't care what she does. Totally yeah. awesome. And, and the plot. I, I mean, obviously, sounds like it's going to be uh, the gods are coming to take down Shazam because. Right. You know, we'll see how this goes. I mean, it could be interesting. Um, but Zach Levi, Levi is great. And there's yeah. a lot of capes in this. So there's a lot right, of capes. Right. So we'll see if the character, other characters get some development time. But right. uh, could be a lot of fun. And this is going to be yeah. their uh, Christmas movie um, right. time frame. So, yeah, we'll go with that. All right. See how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Then we got a trailer for Sandman. This is coming to Netflix on August 5th. And this makes me very excited. Yes, this, uh, is, what Gwendolyn, this is your jam. Yeah. 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 Gwendolyn Christ, Christie is Lucifer. We've got uh, basically Sandman is about the endless family. It's like people that are incarnations of concepts um, that are uh, of, of immortality. So we've got dream, which is Sandman. Uh, you've seen, we've got destiny. We've got death. We've got delirium uh, desire and all these family members are kind of the incarnations that keep uh, the whimsy and inspired people throughout time. And this is truly kind of recapturing the, the origin or the, not the origin, but the beginning of the Sandman comic where essentially mm-hmm. Sandman has been trapped and he's been released, and we find out one of his creations, the Corinthian, who has no eyes and has mouths for eyes, is going around killing people. He's a living van- light nightmare and taking out eyes. And uh, there's a revolution in hell, or or Lucifer actually wants to leave hell. So there's a lot of cool mechanics and storytelling that are really neat. And I love the actor they picked for Sandman. He looks really cool. Um, and it's probably going to be eight or nine parts, and I can't wait. And yeah. I would say if you're if 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 it's something that it's it's not it's just kind of one of the original comics that said it's not all about capes and cowls and this is truly doing something different. So um, right. it, I remember getting a comic book shop owner in Little Appear. He said, "Oh yeah, the I heard this story." He loaned yeah. me a trade paperback. 
comic shops don't do that. They want all your money. So I'm like, he, this must be great. So he loaned it to me. I read it when I was sick. And I just like, wow, this really blew up my mind thinking what comics could do. So Sandman's coming August 5th. It's Excellent. going to be very soon. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Something that uh, moving and let me make sure I'm not getting off the program here. Uh, something that we thought would never be very soon uh, is getting back to The Walking Dead, which has been really hotly debated on our show. Uh, I was a fan from very early on. Uh, Todd, your fandom kind of ended when they started the second show, which I understand because it's been very hit. They, they eventually ended up doing something different in the beginning. It was very samey. Uh, main character in Walking Dead is Rick Grimes, who's Andy Lincoln. Uh, eventually, he fell in love and settled down with uh, Denai Guerrero's Michonne character, also both heritage characters from the comics. But eventually, they split. We last saw Rick at the end of season nine, and I think the show is ending with season... God, it's just season 10. They've drawn this. This is what drives me nuts about the show is what? I can't watch it. I can't watch it because it's so no, spaced out. That's gotta, it's got to be longer than that because they had like they had the year forward and I thought they had more yeah. seasons. Unless Really? Did they? I mean, they could be, but you got to keep in mind they took the season and then they, it's all broken up. And then, yeah, they jumped forward this wow. and there were so many time jumps. But uh, what they kept telling us all the live long while is, yeah, Rick, Rick Grimes is going to come back in a TV movie and da-da-da-da, this thing and that thing. Because at the end of the season nine, he was gravely wounded, but he got scooped up by the 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 federal whatever hell was that miniseries they had that april and i watched and i can't remember what the name of the 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 big evil corporation was that that uh uh the the trash lady was a secret agent of and then you get to see her story fleshed out uh well the lady who ran the dump uh and so anyway and then eventually <laughs> it just sounds so weird when you say I it know, that right? like, she ran the dump <laughs> you know what you know what it must be season 11 because it says in here rick left it is season, season 11 yeah, yeah and then michelle 11. left in season 10 to find, because she heard that he might be alive i don't even remember that that's the thing so anyway now there's going to be a series where the two of them get back together so now we have three or four spinoffs and an uh, and an anthology series because it's it's uh it's basically it's uh Negan and, walking dead. Yeah, it's Negan and uh Maggie. Negan and Nancy, Maggie, uh do New York. It's the Carol and Daryl show with no Carol because the actress can't leave the country, uh, the anthology show, and then now this. So I I don't know what to think, man. I mean, you know, Rick was always the main character of the show. I loved him. Michonne is amazing. I just feel, for, for me personally, I feel like The Walking Dead's run out of gas. I know I'm going to end up seeing it because April is a true believer. Um, but yeah, I just, it's it's the, you know, it's the blood milked out of a stone that you turned around and it's like you flip the stone over to see if there's more blood to milk. I just, I I, I'm interested in this one just because I really like Rick and Michonne and their story. And if it's a smaller story, six episodes might be appropriate. But if we learn right. anything, really, they will say, oh, we're getting five more seasons. It'll be five seasons of four episodes each. And they, yeah, they, it's yeah. stretched out over another 10 years. So I just, uh, you know, it's hard I mean, to miss you if you never leave is what they this, used to say. The simple fact of the matter is they wouldn't, this wouldn't be happening if somebody wasn't watching, you know what I mean? They can't say we're going to have four spinoffs. If there's nothing, if, if, if there's not the potential of more, you know, honey and honey in the tree, as it were, yeah. you know, so Apparently, I will say this AMC used to be called American movie classics. Now they're showing the walking dead and they're showing uh, Two and a Half Men reruns. Well, I was going to say, don't forget that MTV is music television. Exactly. And music videos don't exist as something that gets shown on television anymore. And I haven't watched MTV in probably 15 years anyway. Nope. So I don't even know what they show. Reruns of weird reality shows. 
Exactly. That's about it. That's Exa- about it. Exactamundo. Yeah, uh, next story, um, which is it's, it's a delightful surprise. We are getting a D&D movie that doesn't look like it's going to be horrible. No Wayans brother has been cited, spotted in this movie, which is a good thing. So we've got uh, Dungeon Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Chris Pine is leading a band of thieves as they found out they stole the wrong thing and gave it to the wrong person. And now they're going to try to make it right. Yeah, so we've got uh, The Thief. We've got The Barbarian, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. We've mm-hmm. got Justice uh, Justice Lawrence. No, Justice, oh, no, Justice Smith. Smith as, Justice, as a magician. Judge, Judge Reinhold. Yep, and a shape-changing druid uh, named Sophia Lillis who turns into an owlbear, which is a Dungeon Dragons character, like a class that they can morph. And it's weird, but it made all the D&D characters smile. And Reggie Pajon is like a skilled warrior, the most handsome man in all the land. That's it's probably his, his secret ability. And then uh, we are getting Hugh Grant as the villain. And really, that's about all we know. But the funny part is, Charlie, we're getting a lot of little uh, little Easter eggs in this. That If you're a D&D fan, you remember, they have the gluttonous cube that like swallows people and absorbs them. That was mm-hmm. seen in this. Um, mm-hmm. We are getting the mimic chest, which is essentially, it looks like a, like a real chest. You open it up and it's actually a monster. So they're, they're really catering to the the geek and all, uh, all the D and D people. So, and apparently there's even like, there's like things people saw that reminded people of the cartoon, which I loved. Oh man. Yeah. Um, the challenge of any, certainly video game movie is that there's so few of them that are, that are worth looking at. Um, have we had a successful, you know, board game role play, you know, kind of role playing game like this. Jumanji. Which wasn't a real game, but okay. Yeah, I mean, well, but you're now, right. Yeah, no, uh, right. I mean, yes, they was... tried to do Battleship. Battleship didn't do well with Rihanna. Uh, oh my god! Clue, no Clue. Clue is the best board game Absolutely. movie, and that was, and that was forty years ago. So exactly, yes. Um, but again, yeah, like you, like we were talking in the pre-roll. Chris Pine uh, is very charming. He's been in a lot of great stuff. He really looks like he can carry this by being, you know, your satirical, you know, what's your role in this? You know, I make the plan, but you already got the plan. He also plays a lute that's not relevant to this. And he's going, he's walking down the way. That looks like fun. Yeah. I and they added a, a Led Zeppelin song. So, you know, that, that's right. the tone they are setting. It's not like that, right. like, horribly, well, overly epic. Yeah. Like, they're yeah, having fun. Here's a Metallica song. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and D and D is kind of on a high because stranger things made D and D look right? fun. Um, right. So you know what? Maybe it's time to actually have some decent fantasy films and make the nerds like me happy. Maybe it's time. All right. So moving along to the comic news to take us home. Is this actually a comic con? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So why not put it at the end? Uh, they all, and I'm sure they did too. So, Oh, Marvel's next big thing. Oh, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson fighting. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's it's basically, they have two books, uh, Symbol of Truth, and Steve is in Sentinel of Liberty. Apparently, they'll team up in their first event. Uh, apparently, as revealed during Diamond Captain America Cold War, will reunite Steve and Sam as they learn about the truth behind Steve's vibranium shield, and their adventure will also lead them to a new nomad, Charlie. The new person taking Steve's one-time mantle was teased to be a shocker, but someone oh, who already exists in the Marvel Universe. Um, and oh, it's, no. it's called Cold War. It's coming spring 2023. And it looks pretty cool. They have the art I, by Paco Medina. 
Oh, I see. You know, I love it. Yeah, because you get I see, I see Bucky, I see Cap. You see the the newer version of Falcon, which was also kind of set up in that in that miniseries. Lando Calrissian's in it. He's in the upper right hand corner. Uh, yeah, the the new uh, new Nomad with Big Z. Is that the hood? Crossbones. Yeah, it must be the hood. Okay. Um, yeah, and some other stuff I don't recognize. So yeah, I've not been dialed into Cap comics in a long time, and that was always one of my main. So who knows? Maybe this will be be worth a dive for me. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, the next Fantastic Four going coastal. Dan Slott uh, has left Fantastic Four, which he relaunched a couple of years ago, and really that was when I was still a monthly reader. That was the title I followed, and it was really quite good. So he's back on Spider Man, and now the Fantastic Four is getting a West Coast team. What is going on? Oh, with Charlie, that? it's just for you. It's going to be like. Uh, now let's pick the lineup, Charlie, for this team since we haven't created it. I think Good. it's going to be the Prowler. Okay. I think it's going to be um, uh, the Porcupine. And okay. then I think it's going to be um, her, a new version of Herbie 2.0. And okay. then it's going to be oh, Luke Cage, Power Man. So they, they could they, they could essentially collect old watch. So it could be like She-Hulk, Power Man, Medusa, and Crystal. There you go. There's four four washout members of the old Fantastic Four. Or yeah, well, well they can't send the new Fantastic Four out to the West Coast because that's Spider-Man, Hulk, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and they're all East Coast based. So absolutely. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I love the Fantastic Four. Who's the new writer of this Magnum Opus that we actually are getting in November? Who's the writer? Um they don't actually list it here. They're not even going to tell you. That's what a big deal it is. So, oh, man, Gold Goblin from Spider-Man. Oh, boy, because, yeah, they're having the big event where they're ending the Spider-Verse once and for all, I'm sure. God, that's uh, a horrible costume. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Was it designed by Alex Ross? I know he does your favorites. <laughs> uh, well, it would be very shiny, so it looks oh very shiny. Yes. He said, we'll see Spidey teaming up with the X-Men as they face off against a clone cabal of Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley, who is, of course, the Ooh. Spider-Man. Yeah, oh, the Goblin my, Queen. My. Yes. Oh, yes. The Goblin Queen and the Gold. Oh, my God. Do they have some kind of clone baby they call the Gold Goblin? Is that what's going on here? The uh, but no, that's yes. not, yeah, that's that's Norman's new uh, persona. And he will spin off in a series written by Christopher Cantwell and are from Lon Medina. Very interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, they are uh, what happens when the powers of the universe meet the natural borders things. Hickman and Shiati in 2023. Is that all we got? Yeah, that's all we got. That's the next big we shouldn't thing. Cut, we shouldn't call it shitty. <laughs> shitty. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, only time will tell. Oh, my goodness. All right, so that's for yeah, Marvel. Yeah. What, what, what are the, what's, what's going on otherwise? Well, I was going to say, John Hickman, he is a big name. And anytime oh, yeah, he does time. things, I mean – something big is going to come of it, whether it makes sense and it's really, it captures readers attention or if it like kind of falls on a fart, it, we'll see. But you know, the fact that they're just calling it out and just giving them like no title or anything tells you how big that Marvel thinks they are. Um, then moving on to others, we, you know, back in the early nineties, spawn was King image was rising and we got like crossovers, Batman and spawn crossover. Right. Charlie, and apparently it's happening again. Uh, Todd McFarlane announced this, um, and it's going to be McFarlane writing it with Greg Capullo, drawing it, and Greg Capullo was the artist on uh, The Court of Owls, really, really famous artist, did Spawn for for many, many, many years. But it's going to be a one-shot, 48 pages, um, which is very similar how it was before. And I like that. A 48-page one-shot is enough to tell a story, have a good time, not prolong it. 
And it's probably going to be like everything else. They already met. So I hopefully they, they didn't have amnesia and forgot, but maybe they did. Oops. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Yeah. And what, all right. What else we got going on? So yeah, that's the big, and nothing else DC gigantic. Um, they had some other ones. I mean, they're, they're going back. They, they, they reclaimed that dark crisis is going to be actually dark crisis on infinite earth. It was the flim flam. They finally revealed it. So yet let's not talk about the crisis thing. If it's good, great. If it's someone tells me it's awesome, I will check it out. But I'm right. not going to get fished in by that old it's the news big again. Yeah, yeah right. Um, they have a, like a Gotham PD year one. So they've got some other stories. There was funny one, one side note, Charlie, doesn't really fit anywhere. But, um, the you know, Teen Titans Go, that animated series, which I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to they're, they're coming up on their 365th episode and they are going to have oh Zack Snyder. In a cameo on the oh, show. Oh no, boy! It's, Lampoons begin. They are not but afraid to parody anything. On that show. dude is trouble. Even animated, he's going to find some way to mess some stuff exactly. up. Just watch out! Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Then uh, this is kind of cool. Talking about you know we talk about properties getting comic book adaptations to continue on something that no longer exists. Well, Gargoyles, the animated series, which I absolutely loved is actually getting a continuation series in comics. So basically taking up where they left off and telling more stories. This is very cool. I'm excited for it. We'll see who the artist and everyone is. This is a Disney property, and I hope Disney will bring this property back like they did with DuckTales and other things. But, uh, you know, that'd be cool. And, you know, those Star Trek, Star Trek actors, Charlie, need the work. Yes, exactly. Well, not presently. Star Trek is back. But yeah, you know, back in those days. Absolutely. So speaking of Star Trek actors, I will admit I've kind of fallen from the faith with the Star Trek comics. Uh, You know, we uh, we on Code 47 quite some time back, we talked to uh, Scott. Uh, Scott Tipton and his brother, whose name I'm forgetting, they're they're a duo that write these comics uh, about the Mirror War. I haven't ended up finishing it. I do have the I did pre-order the series, and I've got it sitting there in my queue. But now they're looking to uh, you know IDW is looking to jump on board with the concept of the multiverse. So they're they're bringing across series where you've got which is funny because everything that's not on screen in Star Trek is not canon, which makes it multiverse fan fiction, what have you. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a new series coming out in October uh, featuring a uh, epic and unprecedented adventure story that spans the far reaches of the multiverse, bringing together characters from across the galaxy and eras uh, and variations throughout the franchise, banding together to prevent the mysterious murder of the gods. Could be the sliders, I guess, really. Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, Cisco returns from outside of the, from beyond the wormhole, and uh, yeah, so it does have to do with profit. So it's kind of a spun off of um, of Deep Space Nine, but is set to include characters from elsewhere in the franchise. So uh, you know, I'm I'm interested. Uh, we did talk about uh, the fact that the IDW is publishing their 400th Star Trek comic, so there's going to be a big anthology coming out, which I, I plan to check out just because I thought that they made a fun uh, variant of that. That's all in lower deck style that has a, a slathering of characters, so I like it. I really should get back into it. I do tend to go in phases with comics, so wouldn't be surprised if if this finds its way uh, into it. Yeah, Star Trek number one will be available in October with eight variant covers. Variant covers is where it's at. That's the that's that's the speculators market these days. All the variant covers. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of Star Trek right now, so it become makes sense to create more content. And where comics kind of filled in the gaps when there wasn't much going on, 
Now right. it's a compliment and people that are just ravenous and especially those old series that, you know, unless you're on Picard, you're not coming back. Right. right. So Exactly. Yep. You are done. So, yeah, you're done, though. So tee up to be in the comics. So. All right. Well, that is our wrap up of San Diego Comic-Con. It's still going on now, but I think it's uh, I think it's down to the whimper and just the shopping uh, on Sunday. So all the news has been out there. But uh, news begets more news. And the beauty of it is that we'll be right here every single week to tell you all about it. But that being said, Todd, time to get out of here. We've got to uh, get that gypsy cab to get down to Skugtown, Nastyville, to the Geek Easy. It's time to talk about what we're watching and reading. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. Cover bands playing drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. My goodness, Charlie. We're at essentially almost the end of the summer movie season. Oh We've got goodness. maybe one more big movie coming out. We do have two movies, essentially Super Pets and then Bullet Train, and that's it for the summer, which is just sad. But that's that's uh, all we that's all we've got done. Yeah, our contest is yeah. going to come down to who guessed less wrong more correctly. <laughs> To see and Tompkin who, gets re-released, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, to see who wins the the fabled Shizor. He's been with me for a long time now. So, Todd, could he be yours? I, he's laughing at the prospect. Ha, 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 ha. You know Jeez. what? The fix is in. Yep, I, I chose poorly with uh, Top Gun. Did not have it oh, far enough. But yes, I think you guys exactly. are in the same boat because none of yes. us had it that far up. So we're only no, getting yeah. one point. Yeah. Right, exactly. So anyway, um, yeah. So as you said, uh, we went to go see the the last of the three films any of us have left, which is nope, which becomes a catchphrase within the movie because there's a lot of nope mo- moments. But uh, in Southern California, uh, outside of the greater uh, Los Angeles Metroplex, and what was it called? Uh, it was it's in Las, the foothills. Los Agaves. Yes, exactly. And you know an ace. So you, yeah, so <laughs> I, you can I made it up. You can see because your your main character, uh, played by actor Daniel, I can't, uh, uh, Kaluuya. 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 There you go. Kaluuya is, oh, Kaluuya? Woo! Kaluuya. No, yeah, Kaluuya, yeah. Um, and before we get into this, Charlie, let's, let's do some spoiler action to say yeah, spoilers. Please. Absolutely, yeah, especially because, since it's a movie that's just out this week. So, yeah, what you find out is that uh, Daniel—he's uh, the son of—he's uh, the son of a rancher, played by or uh, basically a horse trainer, played by David Keith. His younger sister, who and that, that's an actor from the what's her name, Zayde Williams. This no, Kiki, Kiki Kiki Palmer. Uh, Zayde Williams. Zayde Williams is in Scream Queens, oh, uh, season yeah. two. Right. I, you guys were yes. talking about something about that, and I, so I thought that was her. But regardless, anyway, uh, what happens is is that you know they they train horses; they're horse trainers uh, for Hollywood movies. And one day, you know, Dad is sitting on a horse, and the son is sitting there having a chat with him, and a bunch of um, objects start to rain out of the sky, and one of them is a nickel that that goes into Dad's skull and kills him. Um, and uh, the horse he's riding on has a house key stuck in it. So it's just weird stuff going on. Um, so, you know, dad dies, obviously the son takes over six months goes by, uh, and the daughter kind of drifts out of the picture. Six months go by and, uh, brother and sister and together are are together again, when a bunch of weird events start happening, their horses start disappearing in the night. Um, and there's, there's, he, the son notices there's, the son is OJ, Otis Jr., <laughs> which becomes a gag early on. Notices That's like that, such a weird thing to yeah. put in there too, because it was referenced once by, right. did you see who that lady was? Donna Mills, Charlie, 
played I, the actress. I I could I couldn't pick it out, but who is Donna Mills? Why am I not? She was in she was in um uh, not Dynasty, the other show, Knots Landing. Oh Blonde. my god! Oh yes. that's oh that's so. I've crazy. noticed that I'm like what. The cast Donna Mills. <laughs> oh my goodness! But regardless, yeah. Once uh, uh, you know, brother and sister are back together, they notice obviously you know that the, the, the horses are disappearing. Uh, and then it's actually funny. Actor Stephen Wen, who was Glenn on The Walking Dead, uh, is a washed-up child actor that owns a uh, a, a, a weirdly themed Western. Uh, amusement park sideshow in yeah. kind of the neighboring valley, and he's starting to have kind of the same issues. And the whole plot line about him and the the show he was on when he was gay, April and I were kind of scratching our heads until we kind of drew yeah. it together at the end. Yeah. But regardless, uh, not to give away the entirety of the plot, uh, OJ and his sister, whose name I'm for the character's name I'm forgetting, um, start to figure out and- that the. Yeah, the Emerald. Em, yeah, Emerald, there you go. Start to figure out that the ominous cloud in the distance is actually a sky monster that is eating, sucking up and eating the horses and really anything it can get around. So uh, so they start to devise a way to both capture it on film so that they can prove that it's there and to make it go away. But the nope is anytime they <laughs> the space monster, you know, or the I call it a space monster, cloud monster, we'll call it, comes on screen, they go, nope, 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 nope. <clears throat> Well, the the initial note was uh, when he was investigating the stable and we thought, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to be aliens in this thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Creepy moments. I'm like, oh, my goodness. What's going to happen? Obviously, it's good stuff. Kind of a funny moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charlie, I mean, and it's funny because this movie, when we when I left and I texted, I'm like, that was a that was an odd movie. For sure. The more I the more I pieced it together, it was kind of I don't know if it was intentional or not. But in the trailers we saw before this, apparently they're re-releasing Jaws. Um, and it's getting a re-release, like September, which probably okay. is 40th anniversary, maybe? No, 1975. So it's oh, really it's, it's it's really not a, a clean. It's an odd time, yeah. But yeah. apparently it's going to be in theaters, which is kind of cool. But well, it just made me what? think. And you know what's weird? Quick sidebar, during COVID um, – and own people could only go to drive-ins. Jaws was the number one movie of that summer. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, so it's very yeah. weird, but yeah. So Jaws is the same year I I, I was born with some right. So yeah, exactly. It's a tw- you know, a forty-seven year anniversary is an odd anniversary to have, but you know. Um, but right. it made me think about the whole pieces. So yeah, to your point, there was some flashbacks. Uh, the way they had like the the, the imagery of, of different like sets where they would say like the name of a different horse, like. Right. Uh, jean jacket, um, right. lucky, and things mm-hmm. like that. So it was kind of composing and overlaying. Ultimately, what I took away from this movie was this was almost like a predator movie. This was Jaws. This was yeah. uh, a predator who was preying on uh, people, essentially right. uh, hiding and using uh, thing, which was really interesting on how they decided to. Uh, kind of go after it um you know with the fake horse and different things like that and and essentially i didn't realize how they eventually resolved it Mm -hmm. was i don't know if was that the original plan or to just happen to go that way with the inflatable is all i'll say i don't know i who knows It, it did seem like by the end they had a sculpted out plan and that's kind of why they did it that way um but it was cool i was trying to figure out from april i said did that really finish it off or is it just yeah um yeah yeah it did yeah so they said yeah no it's really dead or whatever so um yes we've kind of danced around the all the spoilers but we did preface 
that we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. And, you know, to the point of in a summer of not original programming, because again, was this what well, a bullet train is going to be uh, new content. Um, but the super pets is a, is a spinoff of sorts. So I wouldn't necessarily call it original content. It's established characters. Um, and then for the other movies that we saw, everything was a sequel or an established property. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. this was this was the original programming piece of the summer. I mean, call Elvis, well, Elvis was a biopic. So a biopic by definition is a, a spinoff of, you know, real, that's what I love about things that are um, true stories these days are now based on real events. Not based on exactly. Not based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, you take you take uh, you take some uh, you know, license with the character. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. One last thing on the, the whole Stephen Yoon with the, with the ape storyline, I, I did read a little bit, and, and people are implying that um, their their approach on this was that this movie was kind of referencing the fact that we brought up the original black. You know, first movie was a black uh, jockey, not credited. And it was kind of talking about using minorities and people as almost like possessions and things versus actually being actualized as humans. Kind of like talking Mm -hmm. about uh, Mm -hmm. with Stephen Yeun's character as a young boy who was an Asian Mm -hmm. character in a white family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I kind of like and they even reference some other things. And same thing with a with the ape kind of treated as kind of like a possession, minimalized. And then he just snapped. And right. that's kind of holocaust. So I guess that's what they're trying to go to, but you do have to put all those pieces together. That's a lot. It was, it was, it was, it was yeah. tough to do on the spot. And I totally agree. So anyway, and cool those movies with the ape and those movements with the ape, holy crap. Uh, that was a- absolutely oh. brutal, brutal and terrifying. Wonder. So, um, but yeah, but uh, you know, uh, Jordan Peele is, I think one of the more creative driving forces in Hollywood at the moment, because he's cranking it. He's had, this is his third film. Uh, and each one of them were uniquely different. It's not trying to world build. It's not trying to create a franchise for us. He's just making great original stories that are thoughtful, suspenseful, not jammed with horror movie tropes. So it's not, you know, how many jump scares a minute can we pack in there, uh, which is what horror films largely are all about. So I think this did it really well. I'm impressed. Um, but it, it was long, but I think they did a good period. They, they did good with the time that they had. I hope he doesn't turn into a Shyamalan because Shyamalan, his first three movies really were amazing. You know, we're talking about Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs. Right. I, I still never seen Signs, but you know, people liked it. Oh, and then no, it's good. I know, yeah, kind of took a right with the Village, which I did like. And then I did, yeah, I like that when it went, it went. Yeah. And oh, now he's yeah. and now he's making old the beach that makes you old, which is what they call it on the Weekly yeah, Planet. Exactly. And that one was not; it was just it was it was the scripting is bad. Uh, and his he he writes dialogue like George Lucas writes dialogue these days. I don't know what yeah. changed with him, but it's 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 obnoxious. But but I digress. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, and then finally, um, just to keep it brief. Uh, we, we we worked uh, we worked Comic Con last night and we were like, what are we going to watch? We get home, we've been watching Night Court and enjoying that. But let's watch a movie. And uh, it was actually an uh, an artist friend of mine, uh, uh, Scott Rosma, at the show was talking to me about. It. He says, "What about that new thing uh, over on Netflix?" And it's because uh, I was talking to him about a Captain America print he did. I said, "What about that thing over there with uh, Chris Evans where he's the bad guy?" I'm like, "Oh, the yeah with uh, what's his butt with Ryan Gosling and yeah he's the bad guy with the big mustache." I've seen the commercials, the Gray Man, which we figured up by looking at it uh and directed by the russo brothers so we came home and it was funny because there was a terrible storm last night we, we lost uh we lost the wi-fi twice lost the power once 
Um, and so we got halfway through the movie and said, let's just go to bed. So we finished it this morning. Um, and it's, uh, it's very Russo brothers. It's kind of, um, it's kind of the winter soldier with that kind of intrigue where you have a MacGuffin and they've got to capture this device that has this, you know, it's a drive that's encrypted and it's got all the stuff in it. Ryan Gosling has it. And, you know, um, Right, uh, uh, Cap, Chris Evans is a black operatives op and he's got to stop him. Anna Armas is in there. Billy Bob Thornton is in there. And it is, um, I'd love to tell you it's a brilliant turn on the shoot 'em up, but it, it's not. It's very Russo Brothers, even to the point that they did the credits just like Ant-Man 2 where everybody's a little figure and they, mm-hmm. they're zooming around. And, you know, it's it, it's entertaining. It's definitely action-packed, but, you know, uh, it's, it's a shoot 'em up with plenty of that kind of, that kind of violence. So um, if you enjoyed that kind of thing, give it a stab. I could have seen it on the big screen. So I just, I kind of scratched my head to see why it ends up on Netflix because I still in some ways fail to understand the model of Netflix. Like how are they making back their millions or whatever it is, but Netflix is a global corporation. They have all these subscriptions and I'm sure it's not, but it's just, I don't know. That's why I'm not in the movie business. But anyway, too long, don't read. It's a shoot 'em up. Lots of explosions. If you enjoy it, go. If you enjoy it, turn it on. You've you've already got access to it. It's way easy. <laughs> yeah, I had heard it's 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 nothing great. Not moving the bar for it, but yeah. Why yeah. does Netflix put it out in the summer? Where put it in August, where there's nothing out there. They could probably make a few uh, yeah. chunks of change. Yeah, but yes, their their chunks of change are not are not chunking. Exactly. Well, maybe they'd have to redo the contracts if they did that. Yeah. They said, no, we're not doing that. Um, yeah, so Charlie, I will uh, finish up here with what we do in the shadows has returned. Uh, I watched the first two episodes of the season. They dropped uh, last week. Um, it's great. Uh, I, I just don't know what else to say about the show. The new plot line is Nadja wants to make a vampire nightclub. And so that's going to be driving this forward and also baby Colin Robinson or the thing that called out of Colin Robinson's chest as Lazo tells him as he tries to groom the boy to become more interesting and, it, okay. uh, and, and a cooler kid. So it's, it's really entertaining. It, uh-huh. it hasn't changed. You're either on board with the show or you're not. I'm not telling you anything new, but it's back yeah. and it's still awesome. I have not tuned in. Uh, my my friend uh, Candy McFarland is also a huge fan, and she's oh my god, everything I begged and watching it. But I really ought to tune back in. Um, and th- that's on FX, right? Because Hulu, ah, uh, Hulu. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll tune back in at some point. But yeah. all right. So, Todd, you went to a wedding rehearsal, and oh wait, no, no that's that's not what that says. No, no. So uh, yeah, so. I was listening to uh, another podcast and they mentioned a new show on HBO max called the rehearsal. Now this show is made by the same man who made Nathan for you. If you're familiar with that show, Mm -hmm. Um, Nathan for you is all about creating these elaborate type of, you know, scenarios and just going in on it and playing with people in real life. And the the comedy and awkwardness comes from that. Um, I've, actually only watched a couple of things from Nathan for you, but so I'm not like the biggest fan, but when I heard about the premise of the show, just like, this is just so crazy. So Charlie, the premises, uh, the creator, I can't remember his last name, uh, but Nathan essentially blindly puts out something in like, um, Reddit and asks a question and people, and he, nobody knows who he is and he's just putting it out there and people respond to him. And he, in this, in this instance, it's like, have you ever hidden a secret and would you like it? Uh, would you like to fess, fess up for your secret? Somebody responded. So what is 
a normal response would be like, okay, let's talk it out and let's get you ready for this. And this is potentially how you can reveal your secret and, and, you know, move on with your life. Nope. This is not his approach. His approach is essentially recreating this man's life. He took a warehouse and rebuilt the man's apartment. Then he rebuilt a bar where he wants to resolve the issue. And I won't want to give it, I don't want to give it away because it's crazy. It's just like the lengths that he goes and the, the, his sense of humor and his awkwardness is really, it feels very awkward, but it, by the end of the show, I was like, Holy cow, I can't believe you pulled this off. And it all starts off with this guy who's in a trivia club, um, lied to his trivia team and they don't know about the lie. And so he feels like he has to come out because he feels like it's, it's eating him up inside. And that's all I'll say. It is amazing though. I'm like, Holy crap. And it's very awkward at times because you find out some things and some people just don't know how to deal with reality. And we've dealt with awkward people. World of Nerd, there's a lot of awkward people out there that have struggled with life. I have to tell you that the kind of people we meet at Comic-Cons who love Star Trek, yeah, we see plenty. And the cosplay community in general, there's plenty. (laughs) A lot of drama. So if you're you're curious, because I've only seen the first episode, I've heard – it just goes on this path and it's just the approach is very unique. So check out the rehearsal. I'd say at least watch the first episode because it is really, it, it drove Chris nuts. Logan was like, that's interesting. And I, when I walked away, I'm like, wow, kind of left me with some interesting thoughts about that. <laughs> so it's like, wow. wow. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh so God. that is it for the geek easy. Now we're going to travel to the land beyond. And that is near the savage land. But it's better than that because there's no dinosaurs, and that's the Thunderdome. So let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, our topic, because of Comic-Con and all the Marvel announcements and all of the buzz on the MCU, is, I think, appropriate for us to delve into. And I said, we're going to talk about the state of the MCU, and I said, Phase 4... Is it world building or going nowhere slowly? So world, world ending off the off the edge of the flat earth. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because the first three phases were prior to Disney Plus. So we just got right. movies. That was it. That's all you had to yeah. watch. Um, you know, and phase three culminated with Endgame. Right. That's a once in a generation, once in a lifetime for an achievement to happen. So what do you do on? You know, it's kind of like, what right. do you do next? So phase four, as I think we've talked about this, Charlie, it's 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 kind of world building to bring in many things. Right. That has been very hard for everyone to put all of the pieces together because not everybody's watching everything. So they don't mm-hmm. necessarily know, like, what's it building to? And Marvel has set themselves up. That they've got to always build to something. Everything has to connect. And my question to you, Charlie... Is that even feasible when you have gotten so big? Is it easier when you've got Avengers to the first phase? Because it's only like eight movies. Right. Is it feasible to do something like this? I don't think so. Um, There are people like you and me who are lifers. Um, But you got to remember that people like you and I who – Grew up in the shadows, going to the comic shops or your Revco Drugs or my Notre Dame Pharmacy or Argos, wherever it is that, that we got our books. And when we were in, it was Capital City Comics when we were finally at MSU or whatever it is. For those of us who live that 
I won't say it's an underground life, but it's certainly kind of a a side pocket of what people were really into, even in, you know, in entertainment. Um, We will hang in there for it. The question is, does it then, you know, as, as the time moves forward, we move into a new generation of moviegoers, what will sustain them? What will be the next big thing that Marvel is just, they've become too big and too bloated, especially after COVID changed the entire model of everything. You drove people inside. In some ways, I could even almost see it two ways. Either it's not sustainable, it doesn't move forward because it's too big and too unwieldy, or the simple fact of the matter is that because everything is accessible at your fingertips, including all of these shows, if you subscribe to Disney+, Plus, you can get your hands on everything with the exception of the Spider-Man movies because you got to watch those over on Stars or whatever. But you really can't have, you know, oh, I'm going to see, you know, the Marvels, so I have to have had watched Ms. Marvel. And then I maybe I'd also have to have watched WandaVision because that's where you learn about the character of Monica Rambeau. Um, that is simpler. Um, and every you know, as people have access to Disney Plus, and a lot of people, a lot of people are bitching about, oh, I gotta get another service because I already have Disney Plus. Because Marvel's so big, because Star Wars is so big. If you are someone who has a passion for those franchises, you have Disney Plus, you're always going to have Disney Plus. So in some ways, they, they kind of, you know, you're, you're kind of feeding the meter with that one. You're still getting people to have access. And so they do have it at their fingertips. And so you're right, with proper planning, it's accessible. Um, I guess the real question is, you know, that if I go see Thor Love and Thunder, do I feel like I'm lost if I walked into that and, and and I had nothing to back it up. First of all, I don't know anybody who hasn't seen the films and isn't familiar with Thanos and blah, 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 Avengers, this thing and that thing. That movie, for better or for worse, felt like it was easy access because it had the fun of it had the fun of the framed storytelling of Korg selling. Well, you know, here was his story and he made it very, you know, kind of whimsy and satirical um, as opposed to the Eternals, which even with having no ties, was still super boring because it was like, I'm trying to make you care about, you know, 12 characters in two hours and you don't care. And and some of them are essentially very unlikable, including one of the heroes who turned out to be the villain. You know, yeah. so I think, you know, I, I, I'm given a lot of encouragement uh, by knowing that we're going to move through phase five and we're going to touch upon characters that we've not seen since ant-man i love the ant-man movie so that's fun and exciting excited for the she-hulk that's fun and exciting maybe it doesn't necessarily all have to come together in the way that it all had to come together before because it's too much to rope it all together into a single storyline i don't think you could have i don't think you could have the equivalency of the portal scene at the end of what we now know is going to be in November of 2025, the Avengers Secret Wars, um, where, you know, obviously the big casting challenge is going to be finding a guy who could go in a white pantsuit with shoulder boards uh, with curly black hair and be the Beyonder. Well, that David, was cool. David, David Hasselhoff's too old. Yeah, that would be Secret Wars 2. I'm sorry. That'll be the sequel. Yes. Secret Wars 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that, that is Secret Wars to me is the greatest miniseries that Marvel ever did. 
certainly, you know, I, I, it's still my favorite. I haven't reread it in a while, but I always find my way back to it every like two to three years. I'll, I'll it's read a pretty it. simple premise, and so that right. makes it much easier to manage, especially with kids. Right. It was just a bunch of heroes just getting to battle it out and not having to worry about any type of, you know, consequences. And it was just yeah, fun. And it, yeah, continuity. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, was a, it was a big thing. It was really cool. And I'm just looking at, Charlie, the, you know, we just talked about this, but I'll refresh it again. Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantumania. February 17th, 2023. So essentially that's going to bring the, the plot line of Loki, the multiverse into King. And teeing teeing it up for a second season of that show, which that's the first Disney plus show though. What if will also have a second season that has been continued, but what if, what if, what if is an anthology series, you know, so it's not like they're not continuing the plot line per se. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to come out of Kang and Ant-Man from this, you know, what will it do? Will it open up? Is that how that event in 2023 potentially opening up the door mm-hmm. to Fantastic Four? Is that how right. we get, I mean, is that kind of action going to come and there's something going to come from the bringing the Fantastic Four because they are known to deal with galactic problems? Right. Uh, and kind of, yeah, you know, those kind of, things. Yeah, cosmic yeah. things and whatever. And, and Galactus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, then, we got Secret yeah. Evasion with the Skrulls. I mean, right. that is coming to fruition, which was part of, uh, you know, Secret Invasion was that series, but that was right. kind of encompassed within that. So I don't know out of Secret Invasion the series, meaning that then plays out to, a, like, the Secret War, is right. that where that's going to lean into, because it's Don't mm-hmm. Trust Anyone, you know, right. going down that route. We have Galaxy, right. the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, we talked about... Um, uh, all these things coming through there. I, I don't know. Is there something going to come out of that also? Well, I, you talked about, yeah, right. I would have to imagine, like I said, and again, we're in 20, we're in 2022, we're headed into 2023. Uh, so we've talked about two years worth of stories before we get to this phase six with the fantastic four and the Avengers, the two team cornerstones that, you know, the, the third part of the triangle being the X-Men, which we've still not really addressed. Um, but again, in the, the Secret Wars and you know the 1984-1985 miniseries had characters from across all of Marvel, which now, thankfully, Disney does hold sway, sort of with Spider-Man. But all the rest of them, they have them, and it's not, they're going to find a way to make Spider-Man a part of it anyway. Um, will that? I feel like they've not yet failed in a major way to take their big event films and still find a way to make it accessible. Because even Endgame, if you if you saw Infinity War and Endgame, I feel like the way that they moved through that, they they referred to little things like, oh, the Avengers broke up because Cap and I fell out. You didn't necessarily have to have that whole backstory in order to just take that one line and say, okay, well, I saw the Avengers back in 2012, and then I haven't seen any, and this is Avengers 3, and I haven't seen any of the other movies, but that one line kind of caught me up, you know? So it was nuanced, I guess, in a way. But then again, in that film, you did meet Black Panther and then Bucky was there. And you didn't necessarily know why. Um, but, but I mean, th- there's just no really great easy answer to this because yeah. Todd, you and I are not the test case that I, we can't take like my dad and say, dad, go see this movie. Um, my dad's a pretty smart guy. I feel like he could intuit some shit and he would just ask me about it. But if it was somebody else's dad who didn't have a, a geek for a son, would they get up and walk out of the movie theater? Cause they don't know what the hell's going on. I, I, I guess in the final analysis, I feel like 
Feige and you know the in the super hit squad of all of his Marvel goons find ways to make it accessible to the you know the the commoners the rabble the the uninitiated people who didn't grow up the way that we did and that's why Endgame was the arguably the most successful film of all time neck and neck with stupid goddamn Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think the problem Marvel's going to have is are the movies good by by themselves. And I think that's going to be a challenge. And I think DC kind of does their own thing, but they, they make them stand alone because they've struggled to get them to connect. So they're kind of like, to a large extent, that's the path they're going until they figure it out. I, I worry that too many of these Marvel things are going to be mm-hmm. like, well, what's the payoff? And people are like trained to see what's the teaser, what's going next. Oh, it didn't commit. So it's not that exciting anymore. And I'm like, that's not a good thing because then you're setting yourself up for that it has to be as big as the Avengers. And I feel like John is that way in a lot of ways. He's like, it has to build to something or it doesn't matter. Um, I like standalone things really good. I really liked Miss Marvel. I'm excited for She-Hulk. If She-Hulk didn't well, connect at all, would I be pissed off? Not really. I mean, I think the, it would just know, be a fun show. The comics themselves aren't that way. Um, exactly. and, that, and that's the source of all this. They yeah. used to not be. Right now, they kind of are, yeah. Right, but if you look, if you know, if you look at a Marvel comic from 15, 20 years ago, the you know, or you know, let's say it was even that you know terrible early '90s run of the Avengers I was reading. Not a lot of that had a lot to do with even what Captain America was doing in his own book. You know, yeah, he showed up in one issue where he lost his he lost his shield, so he had a holographic one. But then a few issues later, he got his shield back, and it might say, "Oh, Cap, you got your shield back." Star, see Captain America issue, blah blah blah, for an explanation. He either did or you didn't. You didn't really care because it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, one, one, one of the things that really is going to be interesting is, um, you know, we've got, like I said, the, the dangling threads of all the things, like, you know, White Vision's out there. We don't know what's going to happen with them. Miss Marvel now, we know she's going to be with, you know, that storyline's going to continue with, with, with the Marvels. But the one that's interesting to me is Thunderbolts because we have had Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus building this team but the fact is, all the work that she's already done, we're not going to see it actually come together until July 2024. Right. That's a long game. And is it really going to pay off? Because are any of these going to be breakout characters that people just think are the bee's knees that are going to rival Tony Stark or Steve Rogers? And right now, nobody does. There's not enough star power. Not enough, right. you know, like, these are the greatest things in the world. So that's why I'm worried about the Avengers using that name again and saying, why aren't these the champions, the defenders? Because I think they're setting themselves up for like, not my Avengers. And as I've said, I think using that name again, and yes, it happens in the comics, but how excited are people for the Avengers when it's not the big four? How excited are people for JLA when it's not the big four? We we don't. Those are typically the worst runs. Right, exactly. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I don't don't know. Like I said, the stalwarts will hang in there. um, But... Like all things, there's going to be a, a segment of the audience that fatigues. I don't think it's going to kill it, but it, it will not continue to proliferate the way that it was. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. But again, it's all pie in the sky. We're speculating. Um, but if anything, if I could tell you like, oh, what I'm really fired. I mean, I want to see the Fantastic Four. I want to see the Fantastic Four done right. I would say, I mean, even with a Captain America movie coming up, um, which – 
I, you know, I, I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. Other people did. Tad, you didn't, whatever it is. I know that you're, you know, I just whatever. saw it kind of boring. I saw it kind of boring. And that, and like, like a movie that was two hours long. Right. And the same way I felt that like the Eternals, it's like, well, I'd really love to like this, but I don't. Um, so that should have been a flip flop. It should have been Captain America, yeah. Cap and, and Bucky movie. And then it should right. have been Eternals got a limited series. So right. they actually had time to make right. people care. Exactly, exactly. So, but I mean, you know, tweaks and little things they have to do along the way. Um, but again, when you say Fantastic Four, my mind goes right to thinking about, okay, it's a long game. I'm going to have to wait for it. Some of the things will build to that. Some of the things won't build to that. We'll find out. So we don't know. It all starts again, like I, like we've said in a couple of weeks with the She-Hulk. So we'll see just how exciting that is. Yeah, we'll and and still no hint of the X-Men except for Kamal sit, might be a mutant. That's it. Yes. And we're 2025. I mean, that's right. 20. I'm trying to remember when the Fox deal closed and everything like that. And that's very frustrating. But there's so much here now. It's like adding the X-Men to the, to, to the mix here to me seems like a huge mistake. And it just makes right. everything a huge ball of mess. And right. I don't know. And they could find little ways to squeak it in here, squeak it in there. And I feel like the X-Men in its time has been a bigger deal than the Fantastic Four. I hate to say it. So there must be a reason. And Feige Charlie, the trust. X-Men was the number one comic book for a long time. I so, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah in, in Feige, we trust. So we'll find out. But anyway, uh, that's it for us. We will have to leave it to the history, uh, the, the, the history of the cosmos to reveal all things as we go. But we are out of here. Todd. Where do people find you out there on socials? Yeah, you can follow me at Tioxtra for all the good Twitter where I'm just doing various things and just having a good time. But also, uh, I'm hyping up uh, all things Secret Friends Unite. So please go to our website. Please subscribe to our podcast. And please go to our YouTube. Uh, we'd love it if you subscribed and shared and comment and let us know what you love about the world of geek. Subscribe and share the love. You can find me over on Twitter at the C3, uh, where I'm musing about this thing and that thing, sharing memes and just having fun. Uh, my wife, April, and I also, as I've mentioned, run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club, which you can find us on uh, at our website of the same name and on social media everywhere. So, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that Sharing is caring. Keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Nope. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.